0: But when you have a life of significance that's focused on other people, that's focused on the Great Commission, that is focused on bringing the love of Jesus to hurting people around the world, you have a life of significance. And that will be fulfilling. That will be life-changing. It will be life-giving. And I believe one day you will hear when you get to heaven, one day, good job, good job, that a boy. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Welcome to the Inspire Preaching Podcast. We have one goal, and that is to strengthen your walk with Jesus Christ, to lift you higher in Christ so that you will never, ever quit, and that you'll keep moving forward in the Lord Jesus Christ. Stay tuned with us today for another exciting message from the Word of God. Welcome to the Inspire Preaching Podcast. I am your host, Douglas Boyd. Thank you so much for joining us today. You are a blessing to us. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please consider subscribing to it and take it a step further and invite your family and your friends to be part of our podcast family. Thank you so much for joining us today. We've got an awesome Bible lesson for you today. And why don't we jump right into it? You know, sometimes people ask us why we do this podcast. A lot of Christians today are discouraged. A lot of Christians are losing faith, losing hope. And we do this podcast to encourage you, to edify you, to build you up, to help you want to persevere and keep putting one foot in front of the other. We do this podcast to help strengthen your walk with the Lord. And that's what we're going to do today, because we are talking about the sweet aroma of worship. The sweet aroma of worship. Did you know that when you worship, that it goes up before God as a sweet aroma, as a sweet perfume, as a sweet fragrance? Yes, it does. So let's start today in John chapter 4, verse 23. But the hour comes. He's talking to the Samaritan woman at the well. He said, the hour comes and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks such to worship him. Verse 24, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Today we're talking about the sweet aroma of worship. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, we praise you, we honor you, we give you praise and glory. Anoint our ears to hear the word of God today and let it be planted on the good ground of our hearts. Let it be watered, let it flourish, let it grow, and let it change our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you ever had someone... Ask you what the name of the perfume that you were wearing or the cologne that you were wearing Did you have them ask you what that was? It's because when you walked into the room the fragrance that you were carrying Entered the room where you were at and so it is with our worship. It's the same way and Jesus told this woman such an incredible statement. He said God is looking for People who will worship him in spirit and in truth he seeks worshipers who will worship this way second Corinthians 2 verse 15 says for we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing the New Living Translation says our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God Now, the Old Testament talks about how incense and sacrifices would rise before the Lord as a sweet-smelling savor or a sweet-smelling aroma or fragrance. These folks are a type and a shadow of our prayer and worship life. Yes, your worship matters. How you worship matters. Our lives, our prayers, our worship are a beautiful fragrance, a beautiful perfume that rises to the throne of God. When we abide in him, we are a fragrance all our own. It's a beautiful and spiritual fragrance. As we worship God, he begins to inhabit our worship. His presence begins to manifest, and in the glory of his presence, we are changed. The fragrance of the Holy Spirit begins to exude from us. As we worship Him, we become like Him. As we worship Him, we become one with Him. As we worship Him, we grow into His likeness. One of the main goals that we have as Christians is to be like Jesus. And folks, the more that we worship Him, the more we are like Him. Worship that produces the sweet-smelling fragrance of God's nature in our lives is not just when we sing a few songs on Sunday. It's an everyday thing. It's a lifestyle of worship. It's so much more than going to church. It's an overflow of a life that is sold out to Jesus Christ. It's a life that is lost in Jesus follows Jesus, seeks Jesus, pursues Jesus, is hungry for Jesus in every single way. Worship that produces a sweet-smelling fragrance before God, a sweet-smelling perfume before God, is also from a life that is filled with the Holy Spirit. So what can we do to have our worship be that sweet aroma that rises to heaven? Number one today, I want to give you a few points. Number one today, sell out to Jesus Christ 100%. The modern church age that we live in is the age of compromise. Live like hell Monday through Saturday. Go to church, lift your hands on Sunday, and everything is fine. Is that the way that we should live? Is that what the Bible says? Romans chapter 12. Verse 1 and 2 tell us the answer to that. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And then he said, this is your true and proper worship. Then in verse two, he said, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. Paul just said there that when we give our bodies, our lives to Jesus Christ, this is worship. Not just going to church on Sunday. Jesus said that we must deny ourselves and carry our cross daily. Not to have one hand holding on to the things of this world and the other hand trying to hold on to the things of the Lord. Leviticus chapter 26, verse 27 through 31 says something that is very, very startling. It says, if in spite of all of this, you still refuse to listen... And still remain hostile towards me the modern church needs to hear this the end of verse 31 says I will take no pleasure in your offerings that should be a pleasing aroma to me in other words the disobedience of the people changed the aroma of their worship of their sacrifices of their praises it changed it and put them into a position where God didn't hear them anymore Said, if you still refuse to listen to me, if you still remain hostile towards me, I will take no pleasure in your offerings, those offerings that should be a pleasing perfume to me, a pleasing aroma. Another thing that we can do to have the sweet aroma of praise in our lives is, number two, to praise God in the midst of our trials. Praise God in the midst of your trials. We read before how Paul and Silas were beaten in Acts chapter 16. They were thrown into prison. And yet, the Bible says that in the midnight hour, they prayed and sang praises to God. That's a sacrifice of praise. Let me ask you something. Do you really think that they felt like praising God? I really don't think they felt like doing anything. And then from a Roman prison cell, Paul wrote this, Philippians 4 and 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. wrote it from a stinking, filthy, horrible prison cell. Paul spent a majority of his adult life being beaten and persecuted for the gospel. Now he's near the end of his life, and he says, rejoice always when it's black as midnight, when you don't know where to turn, when you don't have the answers, be like Paul and Silas and pray and worship in the midnight hour. That is truly a sweet-smelling fragrance, a sweet-smelling aroma that rises before the throne of God, a sacrifice of praise. Number three today, when you live a life of worship, Wherever you are, the fragrance will fill the house. When you live a life of praise, wherever you are, no matter what you do, whether you're on the mountaintop or down in the valley of despair, the fragrance will fill the house. When you live a, lap, a lifestyle of praise and worship, it will spill over to those around you. John chapter three, uh, 12, John chapter 12. Verse 3 talks about Mary, the sister of Lazarus, says, Then Mary took a pound of very costly ointment, oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. Folks, that's what your worship does. Your worship fills the atmosphere where you are. Verse 4 says, But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? This he said not because he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. Folks, Mary's heart was pure, and she had pure, unadulterated worship. Judas sees her. She's at the feet of Jesus. She probably weeping tears of joy and she pours the perfume upon him and she worships him. Wiping his feet with her hair. Oh my folks to be at the feet of Jesus. Judas says this is a waste. We could sell this and give it to the poor folks. Your praise your worship is never a waste. Your praise is never a waste. Judas here reminds me of the modern religious dead church. The modern religious dead church says, don't lift your hands. You'll look like one of those religious fanatics. The religious dead church says, don't shout. People will think that you're crazy. The religious dead church says, Don't cry tears of joy. People will think something's wrong with you. But to understand Mary's chapter 12, you've got to understand Mary's chapter 11. In chapter 11, her brother is dead. In chapter 11, she has no hope. In chapter 11, she sees no way out. But then Jesus changes her life, and he raises her brother from the dead. Then chapter 12 comes along, and she is found at the feet of Jesus Christ with this beautiful perfume, and she pours it out upon him, and the fragrance fills the room. Wherever you are, whatever you do, if you live a life of praise, that aroma, that fragrance follows you wherever you go. I want my worship to be that way number four today don't let your past stop you from becoming a worshiper the enemy only has lies and deception and he'll try to tell you that you aren't worthy to praise the Lord but that is a lie none of us are truly worthy we're made worthy by Jesus by the blood of Jesus by the price that he paid at the cross But the enemy will lie to you and say, you are not worthy. I want to read to you a story before we close today. Luke chapter 7, verse 36. This is talking about Simon the Pharisee, not Simon Peter, the disciple, Simon the Pharisee. Then Luke chapter 7, verse 36. Then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. And he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And behold, verse 37, a woman in the city who was a sinner. When she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster box, flask of fragrant oil, and she stood at his feet behind him weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with fragrant oil now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this he spoke to himself saying this man if he were a prophet would prophet would know what manner of woman this is doesn't that sound like the modern religious church he would know who this is touching him for she is a sinner you can just hear the satanic accusation coming from this man It's not godly at all. Verse 44, Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house, and you gave me no water for my feet. That was customary back in that day. But she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Verse 48, Then he said to her, Your sins are forgiven. To the religious leaders, this woman was a tramp, a lousy, no-good sinner, but thank God Jesus looks on the heart. We see a vagrant living under the bridge, but God sees the next pastor. We see some girl walking down the street addicted to drugs, and we shake our head in disgust, but God sees the next Sunday school teacher. And as she clutched the feet of the king of the universe, she began to weep, and her sins had broken her heart, and she knew that he was her hope. Jesus' feet were dirty from the road, but she didn't care. She washed them with her tears. Oh, what a place to be at the feet of the one that the Bible calls the Sweet Rose of Sharon, at the feet of the one that the Bible calls the Lily of the Valley. I'm so envious of her. She wept in worship over him, spilling her tears onto his feet. She takes the oil, the perfume, and she pours it upon the Savior of the world. Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. She worshiped him with tears, And pouring out this perfume upon him. She had a bad past. People spoke ill of her. They judged her. But Jesus, thank God Jesus saw her heart. Jesus saw a worshiper. Let's pray. Heavenly Father I just thank you today I ask you to touch every single person hearing this today, touch them, help them become worshipers, and let their worship rise as a sweet-smelling savor, a sweet-smelling perfume unto you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. I sure do appreciate it. I hope that this message was a blessing to you today. I hope that it encouraged you. I hope it lifted you up, put you on a rock, the Word of God. Thank you so much for joining us. I sure appreciate it. You are a blessing to us, and may God's greatest and His best be yours. Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. God bless you.